Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Business of Sports, brought to you by Security Financial Bank. We're going to go a couple different ways here. First off, we've talked about it off and on this week, the NFL salary cap. Everybody, all these teams anxious to find out what the cap's going to be. They, they've got projections and, and thoughts of where it's going to be. Well, it surpassed some expectations out there. I say some because actually overthecap.com was pretty close to their projection. But for the most part, when you heard some general managers the last couple of days at the Combine saying, yeah, it kind of surprised them a little bit. Brandon Bean, even from uh, Buffalo Bill, said the, the expected rise saved them, and we knew they were in really hard salary cap restrictions. <laughs> but it went up $30 million, $30 million increase per club. We know usually the salary cap does go up every year, except for the COVID year. That that kind of put a put a wrench in that. But for the most part, it usually goes up. It just doesn't go up by thirty million dollars every year. The league said in a statement, the unprecedented thirty million increase per club in this year's salary cap is the result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by clubs and deferred by the players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the 2024 season. Now, as a reminder, the cap uh, did go down after that 2020 season due to revenues lost from COVID-19. The league has made up those deficits and then some. The 2020 cap number was $198.2 million. 2021 cap number went down to 182.5 following year the league went up to 208.2 million uh, in 2022 before the next two years where the cap went up by nearly eight percent in each season so this year's 255.4 million dollar figure represents a 13.6 jump in the cap the largest spike in the cap in a non-covid year since 2006 when the cap went up from 85.5 million in 2005 to 102 million the next year for a 19.3 percent increase um so big number big we've talked about it right media uh, streaming the now amazon prime is going to get a playoff game more money more money for teams to spend too though right kind of sort of yeah increases the cap a little bit yeah a little bit and and it was Listening to, to Andrew Brandt's take on this uh, in his in his pod, and he points out there are a lot of other aspects of the salaries that go up too. Um, contracts are increasing. You got to pay for this thing, guy. Yeah. Pay for this. So so it's not just whoa, we got all this money. Well, yeah, a lot of it's budgeted already in to happen, kind of, sort of, because you don't exactly know what the cap increase is going to be, but a lot of it is all immediately consumed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you're you, bingo because just because. The Packers or the Vikings have more money to spend. Doesn't necessarily mean they have more money to spend. It might just agents aren't stupid either. No. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, team's got more money." That you know what? My client's price tag just went up a little bit more too. Yep. You know, so it's not as simple as that. And the other part too is some of these teams could use this increase to better prepare for themselves for the following years to get in better cap shape because. Even though the the higher cap from the COVID, you still got teams that are having those void years and dead cap hit numbers. Green Bay is one of them. So maybe some of these teams are using that extra coin that maybe they didn't budget for 
And they're going to be like, you know what? We're going to use that to maybe take on some more dead cap this year instead of trying to extend it. That way it allows us to get in a healthier cap situation for the years to follow. Mm -hmm. Because, let's face it, we know the cap's going to go up unless we get another pandemic. Right. Doubtful. Could happen. Doubtful. (laughs) Very doubtful. Um, Yeah, I... I would if I if I can have if I can change the accounting on a on a player and like you said the void years or renegotiate their contract move more of that move more of the accounting so it hits against the cap this year versus next with a certain player I mean as long as they're still getting paid mm-hmm. they ultimately want that now they probably a lot also want job security but they also know how you can get cut really easily so I'd do that if I were a team absolutely and it's it's, it's a common occurrence we're going to see that right now so yeah I it. It's more of a, hey, checking out the gaps up. But after that, we really think about it, it doesn't really mean that much other than there's a lot of money flowing in. Mm-hmm. But, the, but it's all relative still. The, the interesting part in this whole thing that uh, I, was, I was kind of looking at uh, the last couple of days, this actually, with this increase, could actually uh, encourage teams – to maybe use the franchise tag a little bit more this year. Because, mm. you know, you had those numbers already come in. Franchise tag, quarterbacks 36.3, linebacker 22.8, et cetera. You know, those, they got those numbers out there. But because they're getting, let's say, an extra $10 million than they thought, they're like, oh, we're going to use the franchise tag now. True. Which players are going to hate, you know. <laughs> of course. That, that part of it. So, I mean, T. Higgins already got – tabbed with the franchise tag so who do you think it's i mean maybe there's no answer because it could be some player we, we're not even suspecting from some other team we don't follow is there some player you think gets tagged now that probably wasn't going to be because of this particular salary cap increase that's a good question because i don't know like saquon barkley already got tagged and then remember if you tag a guy tw- twice it's like a 20 percent increase yeah so you got you can't that get part. away with that yeah uh washington did with kirk cousins but then, like that third time, I think is it like it's a weird number. I want to say like one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, it gets it's you, way high because they don't want teams doing it like every year. Yeah, it's like one hundred twenty percent increase. It's like just like that's like a death sentence. Yeah, I, I yeah I remember the latter years with Cousins in mm-hmm. Washington. It was getting ridiculous. Um, I mean, I don't know if there's a player. Maybe T Higgins would have been the one. Might be because that happened pretty fast. I mean, it, it could have been coincidental. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did happen right around that time that it was that the because you know they got Jamar Chase, they got Joe Burrow, you know they've got weapon. I mean that's kind of that's your second receiver. You're you're committing a lot of money to. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think uh, maybe some other dudes out there, maybe a John Josh. I don't know. I would have said Saquon, but the fact that he got it last year, I'd be like, no, probably not. I mean, the, the, all those running backs were not tagged right. this time around. I, I not yet, but I right. don't think they will be. So, Well, right, yeah. Like, you would think, okay, well, you got extra money. Hey, maybe we can tag a running back. Well, there's, I don't think they're going to do that, period. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, I think Antoine, I, I, I know Packers fans would love him, but he ain't going anywhere. Winfield Jr., the safety from Tampa, Ooh. he he was going to get tagged regardless, I think. So yeah. he's, he's not leaving Tampa Bay. Given that they're so. getting rid of Shaq Barrett, which, I, I mean, you know, that's not like – they're destroying their defense, but mm-hmm. still, they they got to be a little careful with what they did. What about a Mike Evans? Who is probably not going back to Tampa Bay. Huh. Unless he gets franchised. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't think he gets franchised. 
Uh, I don't think or tagged, I suppose, is the proper term. I don't think he gets tagged by the Buccaneers. I think he ends up in free agency. Because it th- there seemed to be this whole vibe of oh, he's not coming back. So I wonder if Tampa Bay has already decided to move on. They can't be like, Whoa, wait, we got an extra ten million? We're tagging him. And maybe, but I it's because he's of, at that age though too, but he's been putting up consistent numbers. But when does the bottom fall off? Well, that's the thing though too, is like franchise tag you got a year then. If yeah. he plays under that year, which I don't that's, think he would. It's just one year, so maybe that's fine. Um, it's probably actually a relatively smart move. Very reliable receiver. Again, yeah, he's getting older, but in one year is the cliff going to happen? Maybe, but doubtful in one year. Um, could help with Baker, given that, mm-hmm. um, you know, never really know. Um given how the rest of the team is shaping up. I think it might be a smart move. I don't know that that's the move that Tampa Bay is going to make. Right. Uh, so, yeah. got. It's good for business when the salary cap goes up. It's good for business. Um, for your team. For, for all teams of and all course. that, too. So. Um, but, you know, the other teams at the top, too, just got a little bit more money, too. That's like the Lions. You know, those teams who have a bunch of salary cap open. It's got a little bit more in there, too. Now we'll see if teams actually, how they use it. And maybe they use it to lock up some of their own players. That could be the other part in here, too, is like, oh, hey, we got extra $10 million. Maybe let's uh, lock up this guy now instead of maybe looking outside to bring in a free agent. Is there any player, the Packers, that you would kind of hope they put a little more effort into retaining? Outside of Jordan player? Love? Yeah, all right. Because that's coming. Yeah. That, that's going to come in May or a little bit after But understanding, that. of course, of all the qualifiers that we've mentioned, that, well, there's all the other assorted increases and such, but is there anywhere you go, hmm, it was a little more than I was thinking. Maybe we should do blank. Is that's there, not a free agent right now, but yeah, maybe I mean, like next year. Internally or externally, is anywhere you go, all right, we got this, or did that thought not even cross your mind with this salary cap, this particular cap increase? I think now you... Get maybe a little aggressive in trying to get a safety to come in. A, a, not Darnell Savage, but another safety mm-hmm. to come in. Get a safety, draft a safety. Get those two. Mm-hmm. Lock it down. Lock it down. That's what I would go. Yeah. And just because I don't want to have to deal with the disappointment, you got an extra $10 million, bring back A.J. Dillon for another year, please. Just because that's Hudson's favorite player, so I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to deal with the disappointment. So if you got an extra few million, just just hand it over to AJ and say, "Can you come back for another year?" Would this be Hudson's first like I've lost a player moment? No, because initially he was very upset about Drew Holiday. Oh yeah, but now oh, that's right. Yeah, now yeah. he's actually told me the last few times he's like, "I'm glad they got Damian Lillard." Oh. so he's embraced it. Okay, so Good. I think he'll get over AJ Dillon. I don't know. He's got a canvas photo of him. I mean, all he's got a jersey uh, of him, and yeah. So it's a little bit more involved in AJ Dillon than he was with Drew Holiday. Okay, but I've prepped him. I said you could still be. I didn't say it by name, but I said you could still be a fan of a player if he's on a different team. So I've, I've been prepping him for that. You know who needs a good running back solution? Minnesota you, Vikings. Yeah. Still going to be an AJ Dillon fan when he's a Vikings running back? Don't huh? don't. I didn't think of that, but don't do that. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, hey, you know the pipeline. He's not. A, he's not a number one. He's 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 far from it. But you know the pipeline. Yeah. Packer leftovers go west. You know the mayor of Dayton County. I would think would know that though too. 
Or Door County, excuse me. Door County. Right, right. Mayor of Door County. I, yeah, he, I think he's self-aware enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he does that. I mean, go to some place like Jacksonville where we're not, we don't really care, or the Cardinals or something. <laughs> no, no, don't go to the Cardinals. No, no one should go to the Cardinals right now. No one should but go. Go to, go to some other team that's not an NFC North team. Have the Lions officially gotten to the point where you would be upset if uh, or if like one of Hudson's favorite players went to Detroit? Like, oh, the thing is, I don't think Hudson would be upset if they went to the Lions because he wanted the Lions to win this year. So okay, but maybe that changes next year when he finally realizes it doesn't matter if a team hasn't won a Super Bowl if they're in your division. You hope they never win one, right? He's too nice right now. So, <laughs> Speaking of the Packers, the other part of our uh, business of sports, the Packers raised ticket prices again, and people are pissed. Uh, looking at uh, the, the release here, the Packers season ticket prices for 2024 are from $4 to $10 higher for stadium bowl seats. This will also be the first season to remember that the Packers host nine home games under the league's four-year-old 17-game schedule because the first time they use one of those to go to London, right? Yeah, that's when they played the Giants over there. So as a result, the gold package will receive three regular season games. In the green package, you get six regular season games and one preseason game. Congratulations, you get the preseason game uh, on there. Gold package holders will pay 66 to $87 more this year than if they had two regular season games and a preseason game. Uh, Looking at some of the numbers here, end zone seats, $68 for the preseason, $135 for the regular season. Total cost, $878 this year. Last year was $839. Uh, I don't need to go through through the whole things here, but um, that just kind of gives you a little bit of an increase. Mark Murphy said in a letter to ticket holders, that the increase should put the Packers just below the NFL average. Quote, this is our annual goal that we feel represents a great value for the top-rated Lambeau Field game day experience and also allows us to be a good business partner to other NFL clubs with whom we share ticket revenue. I think that's a key part in there people don't realize. Uh, Packers aren't the only team that's raising ticket prices. Here's some examples. The Bears they are raising ticket prices. Uh, prices would be 6.2% to 11.3% higher. The average increase is $8. The Lions, after winning a bunch of games, they've now increased. The uh, average ticket hike this year, 30%. 30 percent. Hmm. Uh, some fans are actually seeing higher increases. One fan said his tickets, which cost him $5,536 last year will now cost him $13,616, a 146% increase. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Broncos also raised prices by an average of 7.9%. Why? <laughs> right? Uh, the Rams raised ticket prices from 8 to 20%, and the Commanders raised ticket prices for some seats well, uh, at least they you know don't have a absolutely risable owner anymore so i guess mm-hmm. people actually want to go to the games now the jets those tricky tricky jets though they raise prices by an average of 10 percent mm. here's the tricky tricky part they require renewal 
by last year, November 15th of 2023. Uh-huh. Months earlier than in the past. Whoa. What does that mean? They took advantage of that whole Aaron Rodgers. Remember that whole movie thing with Aaron Rodgers was like calling season ticket holders last year? Oh, that that little ploy over there. So, <sighs> um, so I know Packers fans are upset because it went up, but when you look at it from across the league, they're still below league average. So, I mean, do we do we really have a gripe to to be made here? No, and also I guess that is, I guess, outrageous as it sounds. I guess there's a market for this. I mean, in, until you have empty seats, then it then you can keep raising the prices because there's probably people that will spend money. Now, mm-hmm. like in the case of Detroit, you won't worry a little bit. Is this going to be like Golden State? Gets a little gentrified, like the hardcore fans that were there all along, got all excited, got all loud. Then they get priced out for the rich Detroit Lions fans that come that fly in from Miami. And they just, and, but then they act, or don't even do that. They just sell it off to someone else who doesn't care and just goes into the club. Mm-hmm. Um, does that end up happening? And that's an ex, that's an extreme example. But does that? I don't fault the NFL or play for teams doing this. And yeah, that's the thing. The market is the market. They're they're yeah. they're they're not going. They're not stupid. Yeah, they'll. they'll pay, you know they'll, who's stupid? It's us fans who keep buying the tickets. $68 pre When you said that for a preseason <laughs> game, no freaking way am I spending six. I'm not spending six, maybe $6 on a preseason game. But you know what? That stadium's full during a preseason game. It is. And I guess that's for people that to, they probably don't want to spend the $100 plus on a regular season game. So this is their chance to go to Lambo. So I, I guess that's the market there. But that's <laughs> again, but that's because we are the idiots buying these tickets. Right. So you all yeah. got to stop buying the tickets. That's the thing. That's the only way it's going to change. If you if you complain about this stuff, and I don't know how many people really do complain, but if you complain, stop buying the tickets, stop streaming the games. That's how you. That's when when the dollars stop coming in. Until then, this will keep happening and will keep increasing, or There's... at the very least, won't be going any lower. Mm-hmm. It might plateau. I don't think it's going to go demonstrably lower. It's food. It's water. It's electric, it's heat, and it's our sports games, <laughs> right? For yeah. for some people, it's like that. It's like, oh, I gotta, I, I gotta watch. I gotta, uh, yeah, I'm one. You of have them. to. Yeah, I'm one of them. So I yeah, mean, you know, you are. I, you know. And this, I mean, that's teach their own. Whatever one values, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And, and, but and this that's is, okay. I I I know people are gonna complain about it, but the thing is, is like, it's a business, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. And I mean, it's it's not a feel good thing. It's a business. You're not required to spend that money. No, you don't have to go. You still do though. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's like people that that spend money on 15 different streaming packages for their entertainment, so that they can quarter or pay attention to whatever's actually streaming, or forget that they're spending 15 dollars on a that's an extreme, but like maybe five dollars on a streaming service. Well, y'all chose to do that. You don't have to, but mm-hmm. you did. Yeah. Or spend. However much dollars on a super expensive beverage or something, you mm-hmm. still do it. Side note, probably am today because I think I'm going to get in, in honor of the now retired, well, mostly retired Peter King. I think I'm going to get the Peter King today. You're Car- going to get the, oh, the, the caramel macchiato with four espresso shots. I don't need it. I'm, I'm plenty awake. But that, that was the signature drink for the longest time. Yeah. And, nice. and then, you know what? It's probably going to cost a good amount of money. But Oh, yeah, dude. But, you know, for this week. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Again, it's what do we choose to do with our money? As long, here's the thing: as long as anything in your life is not getting harmed, do what you want to do with your money. 
Mm-hmm. And if that means spending $13,000 on Detroit Lions season tickets, provided you can make sure everything else in your life is taken care of and people are still doing good, cool. And if not, give it up. Well, and here's something, too, that I think, and this is something I believe you mentioned a while back. But, you know, I'm sure there's probably some people maybe out there thinking, you know, well, people are just going to stay home and watch instead of go to the stadiums and, and buy tickets. But we're starting to see stadiums now, and I think you mentioned this and you brought this up a while back, they're not having as many seats in there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Was, it, was it Washington's? or I can't remember which one it was, but they were actually limiting the seats. And and not having as much because we used to be like oh who's got the biggest stadium you know who's got the most twenty thousand seats? seats yeah but now you're getting these stadiums that are getting smaller but I mean you're getting bigger media packages now bigger media packages and because more people are watching from home mm-hmm. and those who are at the places the, the other big trend besides seat reductions uh, take a look by the way at. Um, I still call it Jacobs Field. Progressive Field where, where uh, the Guardians play. Mm-hmm. Look at the renovations happening this offseason. I saw pictures the other day, but in case anyone hasn't seen, take a look at what's happening. Google it. See what's in, happening. Or if you don't find it, wait till games start being played. They're taking out the upper deck seats and the end of the third base side, that big restaurant, that like three, um, you, you, you know, along the third base line. You know, there's like that tiered restaurant. Yeah. If you, if you know the stadium. Mm-hmm. You, you do, but in case anyone's listening, they're like taking out the windows, they're opening that up. And then, remember they had those big boxes that replaced the seats up above in yes. the upright and it looked horrible? They're taking all of that out, which I know a lot of that wasn't even seating anyway. A lot of that's going away. And they're having more, I guess, group areas. Now, that's a more extreme example, but you're seeing other examples of that where like luxury suites are being taken out and replaced by big group so, like, standing room? Kind of, yeah. Sort of thing? Right. Because you can find more ways to get money that way because people prefer to mingle around and then go buy concessions that are more expensive and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. That's, that's how you keep them in. It's not necessarily about getting them in for the first pitch or the tip of the ball or the kickoff. Dropping the puck does not, maybe more so with hockey given the nature of that sport. But the others, not as much. It's more about what all is going on Elsewhere, all the club options, not as much actual seats. Yeah, the, the, this is all part and parcel, to use the term, of that trend. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I don't think Lambeau Field, I mean, maybe Lambeau's an exception because it's Lambeau Field and with Packer fandom. But I don't know that, you know, we've thought, oh, you know, they're totally going to do it at some point. They're probably going to redo the skyboxes and the club seats. So they can add, they can extend the, but I don't know that they would do that now. Mm-hmm. They probably, if, if a team could, it probably is, you know, the Packers. And here's the thing, too. I think we've got to remember when it comes to, to Green Bay, they could easily spike this up more if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the season ticket waiting list. Yeah. So if anybody wants to gripe about Green Bay doing that, I mean, they could easily do a whole lot more if they wanted to. Nobody else has a, a what is it, 40, 50, whatever the heck it is now. Year-long waiting list for this. Well, and you also don't want to jack up the prices so much that, like I was referring to Detroit and Golden State, you don't want to make it so that, I mean, I, I don't think people who just care about being seen right. are going to go to Green Bay. No, come on, that, that's still a thing. But you don't want to get to the point too much where... The atmosphere you've talked about a lot at Lambeau that doesn't seem to be the same as it, as it used to be. It's still really good, 
but it's not as diehard as it used to be. You want more of that? Right. More, more non-fans coming in, mm-hmm. more empty seats because the prices start going up. And, yeah, they're making the money, but the atmosphere isn't quite the same. It's that balancing act, whereas, right. you know, the business side of things, Green Bay just wants the sellouts. But they want their fans, you know, you we don't want Matt LaFleur having to have to dedicate his presser saying we got to get loud or the camera panning on Matt LaFleur to tell the crowd to get loud. Yeah. You know, but. You don't want to get that tipping point. Right. And they're on the good side of that right now, and I think they I, it's a no-brainer. They're going to stay on that good side of that. They know what they've got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But I do think it's it's of note, too, where Murphy said, ticket price, ticket, it's shared. Ticket price or shared revenue. Mm-hmm. It's not money that Green Bay 100% keeps. That's right. So that's the other part in this thing, too. Yeah. All, there's a there's a lot of money that doesn't go into that cap. I think that was another thing Andrew Brandt was talking about, like the, the stadium naming rights. Mm-hmm. A lot of those media. A, a, lot, a lot of that up front, that does not go into the cap. Right. It's going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have places like Titletown District and all that mm-hmm. other extra revenue right. sources.